What is good, everybody? Welcome to the newest episode of Keep It a Millie. And today I have a very, very special guest. We have a junior at Howard University and the owner and CEO of Trap Sticks, Asia Hilliard. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for inviting me to get to hear my story. Of course. So before we start off, I just want you to tell the people a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, how you came to Howard. Just give the people a quick background. Yeah, so um, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I came to Howard three years ago to study biology and chemistry on a genetics um, concentration track. Um, and I love it here so far, um, besides the bomb threats. <laughs> no, let's talk about those bomb threats for real. Because I was taking a nap when the bomb threats oh, happened, really? and I had like three missed calls from my parents oh, trying to check on me, and like all my family was checking, and I was like, "Bro, I, I was asleep. I, I didn't even know what was exactly. happening." And the first day of Black History Month. For real, the super anti-black of whoever was doing that. So just to jump right into it, I, I came across your page on Instagram. I just thought it was crazy that, you know, someone at Howard was doing chapsticks and lip balms. So just mm-hmm. tell the people how, like, you even came to that idea. Right. So uh, I came up with the idea on accident. It really, like, entrepreneurship chose me. Um, I never intended to be making lip balms, especially now that I'm 21 and I came up with the idea four years ago. Uh, when I came up with the idea for chopsticks, it was really just something to, fun to think of. Like, it was fun to think of ideas like Gucci Mango and Post Malone and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I never intended on being entrepreneurial um, in the future. For real, because, I mean, I came across you on TikTok that I get mm-hmm. on, like, Instagram Reels. And it's really crazy because like you're growing this business yourself. And when I was doing like research for this episode, I was going through your like saved memories, mm-hmm. and I saw that you're like the only person on your team. <laughs> so like, I, I mean, you're a bio major. Everyone else yeah. one of the hardest hardest majors here. So how do you manage being a bio major and running a whole like successful business on the side? Yeah. So my parents actually helped me a lot. Um, they don't want to be on camera, though, <laughs> but. They're a big part of my team, of course, because I needed, you know, there's business startup costs, so somebody had to fund it, and I was 17 at the time, Um, you know, my yogurt shop job was not (laughs) um, sufficient enough for a a business, Um, but my parents helped me, Um, they've always been a part of my team, and while I am mostly the face, um, and do a lot of the work and a lot of the marketing and especially the social media aspect of it. Um, I'm not 100% alone, so, but yes, it is definitely with my major. There's a lot of workload in that. So there are times when my business kind of has to suffer that because I'm not being graded in my business. I'm being graded in school. Yeah. Um, and I have deadlines. While I do have business deadlines, they are more worked around my schedule while school is not up to me. Exactly, because I've started kind of realizing that when I started doing the podcast, and it's like there's so many things and commitments that we as college students have in our life, mm-hmm. and like I guess the side projects are cool, but it's like again, you said we're not getting graded on this, yeah. so like you have to make sure school always comes first for everything. Exactly. Yeah. So before we started recording, we talked about you were a hooper in high school. Oh gosh. No. <laughs> so yeah. you know I'm a big basketball fan. So like, what position no. were you? And on a scale of one to ten, how would you you know grade your hooping skills? Well, do you want to guess? I mean, I think it's easy. 
what my position would be. But you were like a point guard, right? Yeah. Okay. Point guard, shooting guard, depending on, you know, I played travel ball. Um, so, you know, with different teams, there's different dynamics. Um, but 99% of the time, I was a point guard that just shoots really well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would I would agree. I, I was um, really good in high school, and I had been playing since I was nine, um, solely because I just saw some boys on the playground playing, and I thought that it looked easy enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, over, you said out of ten. Yeah. T- today, right now. No, we're, we're talking about okay. Asia back in her prime. Okay, prime Asia. Honestly, I would give her a good eight or nine. So she was she lie. was a bucket for real. Yeah, y'all could look me up. You can look at my highlights on. She said, "Go check the huddle. Okay. The highlights are still." First, up. first check out my website. Oh, oh of course. Yeah. We, we, we go get to that. Yeah, we gonna we plug everything. But mm-hmm. of course, you know, I, I, like I said, I have my football highlights from back in right. high school. Strictly JV though. <laughs> yeah, a little, little bit of varsity, a little right. sophomore year. So you mentioned you started trap sticks kind of by accident while you were doing a bunch of different things with school, work, and basketball. So tell the story about how you started trap sticks and how it was actually an accident. Yeah, so this was probably one of the times that I didn't have work, school, or whatever. And I was going to the movies with my like two best friends at the time, my neighbor and just like one girl that I was like really, really close to. And we were pulling into um, the movie theater and all I was trying to say was that I wanted to try new chapstick flavors. I was kind of bored, I guess, with the selection that I had been using. Because I was honestly more of like a Vaseline Aquaphor type yeah. of kid. But, you know, I was getting into chapstick and stuff like that. And so it just came out as chapstick instead of try chapstick. <laughs> and then I was like, how cute of an idea. Because when I thought of trap, you know, trap music is big in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so... It was easy enough to think of, like, what did trap mean? Um, and for me, you know, I just thought, oh, let me combine an artist's name with a flavor. The first one I thought of was Gucci Mango, um, paying homage to trap music and um, Atlanta artists at the same time, of course. Yes. So that's how I came up with it. And everyone always asks me, like, what movie were you watching? I have no idea. I have no idea. I was sitting there the entire time trying to think of trap six flavors and i did for real the entire movie i have no idea what movie we were watching to this day okay so after that so you had the idea how'd mm-hmm. you actually put the foundation down to actually starting it to where now we have some of your flavors mm-hmm. right here where yeah. it's in the physical uh so i told my parents again just like as a joke just to be like oh like you know get a pat on the back for my parents to be like oh that's a cute idea that she came up with one random night um, but my dad was like, oh, this is a great idea. Like, we should start working on it. And I was just, you know, thinking he was joking. But then he actually made me start doing it now. Granted, that's probably why I have this work ethic that I do. Um, shout out to my dad. He's always kind of just like, you know, thinking of the bigger picture and like just going with stuff and taking risks, um, which is definitely why I juggle a lot of stuff probably now because he's that exact same way. Yeah. We're both Sagittarius, so I don't know if that has... That might have something to do with astrologists, let me know. But, um, yeah, they just thought that it would be a good idea for me to start. And we did start that night. I made my logo that night. I found my um, vendor, which we'll probably talk about so I can explain what all that means. And, yeah, and I started making all my little Instagrams and social medias that same day. So that's awesome. So I just want to talk about, like, the 
I, I guess you talked about your dad. Mm-hmm. I really think that's important for parents, that especially when you're at that young age, just really, I guess, pushing the creativity and letting like your kids thrive with like a lot of different right. things. Mm-hmm. Because me, like I grew up, like I was like a Minecraft YouTuber mm-hmm. in middle school. Yeah. And like, there's still videos today, like they're all private right. now, right. of course. <laughs> but it's like my dad, I remember he would, I would play on his iPad. He would like be over recording oh, with his phone okay. for me. And I always thank him for that because, like, even back then, that was just helping, like, helping me build skills with, like, talking and, like, speaking to where it's, like, now I'm doing a podcast. It's, like, a seamless transition. Exactly. But it's always just teaching that work ethic at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, which I think is super important. Yeah, and, like, the parental support now. You don't really truly need support from other people. Like, you really only need yourself. Like, you you only need to, you know, have a good idea and pitch it to people who are, you know, going to like you. Like, if it's not your audience, it's not your audience. Um, So sometimes your parents and your family and your friends are not your audience, but obviously, like, it is very good to just have someone to say that this is a good idea and, um, you know, just give you some kind of confidence to, like, keep going. Uh, So we talked about starting off. How did you even do the research for finding the vendor and really building the infrastructure so that you could ship trapsticks all over the world to all your different customers? Yeah, so my dad, he had had many businesses, you know, obviously failed trial and error businesses. So he knew about white labeling. I was 17. I had no idea what white labeling was. What's white labeling for the people? Of course I know. No, yeah, of course. But just tell the people what white labeling is. So white labeling is basically when you uh, buy products from a big company who's making them in a like a mass produced way when the products don't have any labels. That's hence the white labeling. So they genuinely have a white label on them until you you can apply your own label so you can make your own or um, a lot of these white labeling companies do. Um, print, you know, you just have to do your like little proof yeah. um, of making your label, send it to them, and then they'll print it on. Um, and it's a lot easier. It definitely, um, especially for something that I'm doing where, you know, people are going to be applying this to their face. Not to say people who, you know, hand make their products, but, you know, you, there's a lot of stuff that you have to go yeah. into to get your products approved, especially if you want to be selling them just, you know, not just locally, if you want to be. You know, sending them, shipping them, yeah, yeah. internationally and stuff like that. So you can white label pretty much anything. Like you white label candles, you white label stuff that's not really, you know, products. um, uh, Like things like I don't know keychains. Like you can white label a bunch of stuff. You just have to find companies that are doing it. So it's basically just like buying in bulk from like a like a Alibaba or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not yeah, not as bad as Alibaba, but yeah. Well, like Alibaba's good, but meaning Alibaba has like a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah. But usually these companies specialize in and like the certain product. Mm-hmm, yeah, so it's course. like just a process. You're just you're just buying in bulk from like kind of a company that does it it has infrastructure already but you're doing the branding behind it so you can do your own thing yeah so that's like a big part of it and really everything is branding because you know you can get lip balm anywhere but like the reason that people come to me is because of my concept and that's really the main thing and so that's why i try to tell people who are like oh like i could never do that like that seems hard and it's like if you have a good idea you have a good concept that's what people are buying for i mean why do you buy 
Converse over Skechers or Jordans over Skechers. You know, I got, I got the CDGs yeah, exactly. on right now. Yeah, yeah, I got my Converse on, so that's simple. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's because a shoe is a shoe, but like, yeah. why should I buy yours? But it's like the feeling and thought you have behind. Yeah, buying. and that's why people are always like, oh, people who wear Vans, they're skater boys, or they're da da da. They all have their own brand and they have their own customer base, and that's also why people get, I guess stereotype for the things that they like and wear even though we're just all you know individual people so you know we talked about branding and tiktok last i've seen a lot of your tiktoks and your like your instagram reels when did you get on tiktok and how did you learn how to you know keep consistently making content so people could see it yeah a big part of making the tiktoks or making any content on the internet and social media definitely has to be with consumption and um sadly like that's a big part of it you know like you know you see people who are like always on their phone and stuff they're probably the best people to give you advice on does your picture look good i mean because yeah. they, they've consumed so much um, and for me i was consuming tiktok previously just as a viewer i mean we were in the pandemic and before that i was in my first year of college i just needed some dorm you know <laughs> some some dorm advice and what I should bring and I was excited so TikTok was like a good part of that but the reason I actually started my TikTok account was because someone a young girl on Instagram reached out to me to promote my on uh, yeah on Instagram to promote on TikTok but I didn't have a TikTok at the time so I was like oh gosh like I have to make a TikTok account and I need to post because no one's gonna follow my account and there's nothing is, there yeah there's nothing there I made the video to this day it's ugly to me. It's I never liked it. I literally, I'm dramatic. I cried. I was like, oh my gosh, I have to post this video because I'm about to send the girl my products and I have to post something. Um, for any black girls out there, I have fresh braids and that's why I thought it was ugly. My edges were not there and all this stuff. So, But I was just like, okay, I got to post it. Three days later, probably around the time that the girl received the package, my video just went viral. Um, it had already, you know, it had like, you know, a couple thousand likes. I was like, okay. Oh, it's calm. It's yeah, calm. It's calm. It's calm. And then I woke up. So I posted it on July 4th, um, what is it, 2020. And July 7th, it went viral. It was crazy. Um, I had work that day. So, <laughs> but yeah, with branding, like how I learned how to do it, like I said, was just consuming. Um, and I took advice kind of from people who, like, I was like, what type of videos do I watch, like, for a really long time? And I was like, you know, Do It by Chloe and Hallie were, was really popular at the time. I was like, okay, I'm going to use this song, shout out to them, and then I'm going to point and words will pop up somewhere. I had no exactly, idea how to edit yeah. it, so I had to have my teenage brother at the time. He was 15, 14 at the time, so I was like, oh... But, um, yeah, so he helped me and told me, like, what looked weird and what wasn't going to fit on the screen once I posted it. And that's how I did it. So my first TikTok trial was very good, to say the least. I mean, you're a natural. I think TikTok is super cool. Cause I think I started TikTok my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even doing it for business. I was just trying to get cloud on it to get my mm-hmm. Instagram up. yeah. <laughs> But the usual. I, no, it was so funny because I refused to get on TikTok my junior year. And then my senior year, um, my friend Bella was like, yo, okay, it was super funny. I think you should just get on TikTok and start making stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I was like, whatever. So I made like a couple of TikToks and they would get like 
I got hundred hundreds of views off rip, and I was just doing dumb stuff around my house. So then I would go to school, and people were actually like showing me love for the TikTok stuff. And I was like, wait, let me keep doing it. So I made a couple, and then it's actually a really cool story. So during quarantine, I made one about all American, and it got like oh, 1.5 yeah. million views. Oh, and then I remember one of my friends was like, oh man, you, you you see Millie now? I'm like, wait, Millie? That's gonna be my new nickname. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I got like the whole see Millie thing mm-hmm. from from TikTok. But you talked about how just like consuming content helps you make content. Because yeah. with TikTok, like I said, it's really cool. You have to put the sounds on there. And it's like, I always think about it as like a jet stream. You want to like just drop your video in there and TikTok will push it if yeah. enough people are showing the love. And I saw the way I always blew up was having like a popular sound mm-hmm. and then making sure my viewer retention was all the way until the end. Exactly. For real. Yeah, that's, that's a big part of it. That's what I was, you know, kind of mentioning with the whole pointing and words, because, like, when people are reading it, then they're like, oh, what's the next thing I have to read and stuff yeah. like that, because, especially with talking, I think people can kind of already guess what you're about to say. Yeah, like, so you have to keep them on their toes, and just, yeah. the longer they stay, the more TikTok's going to push it out. Exactly, and like you said, like, um, I guess, like, the, the the video engagement, like, if, you're, if your video is seven seconds and people are averaging 2.7, really bad like, yeah um because there's some videos i have that they're only seven seconds and my average um watch time was 19.2 seconds that's crazy they're watch watching it. multiple times yeah. so that's like what's really important and i think that's why my video did so good because since i'm pointing what i was doing i was pointing to my flavor name so when they were looking they probably were like reading it and then not really knowing what it was saying and yeah, they're so they going back and watching and you're like oh man jay cola yeah cola flavor exactly exactly and that's in the comments and stuff like that because i've seen videos with like you know bunches of views because people don't understand what you're saying and not a lot of comments which means they probably just didn't care yeah about because they couldn't understand it um versus mine that people are like oh my gosh like what is this where can i get this and you know a lot of engagement Bro, that's really cool. I said that content creation mindset. So a lot of people don't know about viewer retention. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I saw a lot when I was doing TikTok in high school. And even now with the podcast yeah. stuff. Because at first I was releasing episodes that were like an hour long. And it's like, it's like Caleb, I know you would like listen to yourself yeah. for an hour. But not everyone has an hour during the day. So like my mom was always telling me, Caleb, try to make them like 25 to like 35 minutes at the longest. And when I started doing that, you look at the analytics. And it's like, okay, now... If I release a 35-minute episode, 90% of the people are still watching at, like, 35 minutes. So, like I said, the analytics are huge. We're just helping our content keep getting better and better. Yeah, like I said, the great thing about TikTok is one of my favorite social medias is because it really pushes the idea that if you're really smart and stay with the trends, your content will get out there. Like, the problem with YouTube is you need to already have, like, a pretty big following because it's harder to blow up. With TikTok, if you're like a student of the game, learn everything that you need to and make consistent content, one of those is going to hit for real. Exactly. And people just want, at the end of the day, to be entertained. I mean, you could be telling a sob story. Somebody's going to watch it. And people are also, surprisingly, very nosy. (laughs) So people just want to, like, people always ask me, like, oh, like, do I have to, like, you know, work on a video for hours and days? And I'm like, no. The videos that I were like, okay, I'm just going to set up my phone. Those always do the Those best. Those always do the best. Like, people just are, especially if you're just, if you're someone who kind of has like a lifestyle niche, 
people are just nosy. They want to see what you're eating for breakfast. They want to see what, you know, what 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 brand of underwear are you wearing today? Oh, for real. Yeah. Because back when I ran track at Howard, mm-hmm. I would do like day in the life of a D1 mm-hmm. athlete. And those would always blow up. Because yeah. I wasn't even doing anything exactly. for real. Exactly. Your daily schedule. For real. Like over the summer, um, me and my friend Anthony, who used to play football at Yale, we would just do like lifting competitions mm-hmm. on um, on TikTok. And yeah. he like played football, so he'd always beat me. <laughs> but we would just do those. And then we'd get like 10, 20,000 views. And it was just super interesting because, like, you can really just post, like, whatever because someone's always going to find it interesting as long as you're consistent and really put that care into exactly. it. Exactly. So if you're out here and you have anything interesting that you want to bring to the Internet, do it today. Trust me, it'll blow up eventually. Exactly. Okay, so we know the biggest part of the business and the appeal is the awesome names you have for all of your chapsticks. So, you know, Asia, you know, she brought out some of the product today. So just read off a couple of those and let the people know, you know, what type of flavors they can tap in with. So this is actually my most recent release. This is for Valentine's Day. Uh, This is Bryson Twizzler. It's strawberry (laughs) flavored. Uh, It goes perfectly with... Uh, it's in the sweetheart sack that I had um, and if you have seen any of my products I always have holiday flavors and I always have kind of like a little goodie bag thing so it also was paired with our most recent one before that um, flavor which is Hershey and this is chocolate flavor and it's based off her um, a lot of people get it though especially <laughs> if you're following me um, and a lot of or this specific one was um a suggestion from someone I do take suggestions so people are sitting here like she doesn't have this one she doesn't well first of all I have 26 flavors so don't worry if you just look on my website I might have it but um, I do take suggestions all the time this is another one that I was suggested um, and I do have pop sticks as well it's kind of like the more pop based ones but the whole brand is trap sticks and yeah. this is fizzo and based off lizzo and it's a lemon lime like fizz basically that's hard that's hard thank you and this is another holiday one called a cookie with a hoodie very very popular it's actually the reason why i keep the holiday flavors um regularly um, because i got lots of um encouraging messages to keep it in the in my shop this is Wu Tangerine, and it's one of my few artists that are you know more rap based yeah. i do want to make Rap sticks. Um, people have been asking for that ever since I made pop sticks, um, which I will do. Um, a wrap sticks. This is Post Malone. This one is, oh, I'm sorry, a cookie with a hoodie is sugar cookie flavored, and Wu Tangerine is um, orange aid. So, like, kind of like a, it kind of tastes like orange soda. Yeah. Um, Post Malone is watermelon. Um, very, very popular one. One of my first ones that I ever had. Um, Gucci Cane. This is um, our second Gucci Mane flavor because I also have Gucci Mango. And Gucci Mane, Mango is actually the first flavor I ever had. And this one is peppermint flavored. Another Christmas one. Um, and then the last one that I brought today, but of course I do have a lots more. 26. Yes, it's uh, Chris Brownie and it's brownie flavored. Um, so yeah, those are, those are just a few of my flavors. But if you want to see more, uh, just go to my website. Of course. So you talked about you have trap sticks, pop sticks. So you have basically, and you talk about wrap sticks too. Mm-hmm. Is that like the next project? Is that coming soon? I don't know. I wouldn't say it's the next project. Uh, I have so many flavor ideas that um, that I've had for years that I want to execute. Um, but really, it's kind of up to like my customer base. I really listen to them, which is why 
you know, that's why I said as recently, a lot of these flavors have been suggestions. I did obviously come up with, aside from those two that I mentioned, um, but I really do what's popular, what people are asking for. Um, so if you have a strong opinion about what I should do next, I'd love to hear, you know, I, I look at my comments, my DMs, um, except on TikTok. For some reason, TikTok doesn't want me to look at my DMs. But um, other than that, um, I do take suggestions. But what I would like to do next, of course, is Rap 6. Um, of course. If people would like to see that. Oh, we would love to see it. Okay. Love to see it. Okay, so just wrapping it up now, what's your like long, long-term long goal for Trap Sticks and where do you see it going in the next five years? You know, as you're graduating college mm-hmm. soon, yeah. or to grad school after, how do you think Trap Sticks is going to keep working through all of that? Yeah, I really hope that I'll be able to transition from, um, I guess, a lot of like social media marketing and move on to really being in stores, really being retail-based. That would really help. I have been in you know, little mom and pop shops, um, or people have um, wholesaled my products, but on their like website, you know, if they have like cool little um, self-care boxes, stuff like that. And I really hope to transition into that so that um, I won't have to, you know, be so much as um, like hands on with everything. Yeah, because yeah. I, I love it and I, and I enjoy doing the TikToks, but I know that um, as I get older, I don't think people want, like, because a lot of people do think that I'm very young. A lot of people think that I'm 17, and I think as the older that I get, they're going to realize I'm not 17, even though I, I try to say it. Um, so people might not necessarily want to buy from an old head. <laughs> so, but I hope that Trap 6 will be in stores, which is my long-term goal, um, to be more retail-based. I, like, I can, I can sell, like, chapstick. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, we're in the process of wrapping up mm-hmm. right now. So just let the people know where they can find you on social media and how they can order from you on your website. So all of my social medias are at Trapsticks Lip Balm, and that's T-R-A-P-S-T-I-X Lip Balm. Um, that's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Um, I don't have any other social medias. I, well, I also have a Pinterest, but my main social medias are definitely TikTok and Instagram. Um, my website is www.chopsixlipbomb.com, um, so the same way, and um, on any of my social medias, you can find um, how to email me and reach out to me, because I know people like to ask me questions, and I'd love to answer them. That's awesome right there. And um, to end it off, of course, I'm not going to take these back home with me. These are for Kayla for Thank you so um, inviting much. me Thank out, you so much. and I appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, listening to my story. That's all love. So y'all go tap in with Trap Sticks. Asia, thank you so much again. Definitely be carrying these around campus with me. And if any of y'all ask, you know, I'm going to slide y'all right over to Asia. Y'all go tap with her. Like I said, appreciate y'all keeping it a Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you.